Okay, good evening. We're ready to get started. Tonight we are learning Maseches Psachim, Daf Chav Gimel. And we're starting, uh, that's not true, Maseches Psachim, Daf Chav Bez. And we are starting about eight lines or so from the bottom of the page at the word Bishlama. I just want to celebrate small victories as we move throughout uh, Shas. And that is that if you're using one of these um, uh, types of checkbook things, we just finished 25% of a year which is a full page in the, uh, in the Aguda's manual. It's 13 weeks, and uh, there's small, small victories. There's some extras here if anybody wants, uh, and you get to check off the full page. It's Geschmack. Wrong one, yeah. yeah. Got to get another one. Yeah, it's got to get another remark from someone. There's a Psachim over there. Top one from Rabbi Shechem. Um, so uh, a small victory. We've done 25% of this uh, Jewish year, Baruch Hashem, and we are uh, trucking through. We're on Dav Chaf Beis, and we'll be starting in the bottom of Chaf Aleph on the Beis. As a background, uh, tonight is an excellent Shas Sugya. We know, of course, that there are many Isure Achila in the Torah. Of course, there are so many things that we are not allowed to eat, um, be they on land, be they in water, be they in the air. There's a lot of things that we are not allowed to eat. That's a pretty, a pretty much a, a strong assumption of the way things work in Jewish law. However, what about a secondary level of prohibition? What about the Isser Hana? What about the not allowed to benefit from component of? Here's an obvious one. You're not allowed to own stock in a company that makes profit from Basar B'chalov. That's a big shy in the post game, what's considered Basar B'chalov. But let's assume that there was a slam dunk company that made Basar B'chalov. There's an Isser in the Torah. The Torah says three times, Los three times. One is for the Isser of Bishel, one is for the Isser of Achila, and one is for the Isser of Hana. So if I uh, took, uh, took out stock, if I bought stock in a store, and that store uh, made Basar B'chal of Do Raisa, which is not so Pashat as to what that means, I'll just say clearly, like putting cheese on a burger and melting it, is that Basar B'chal of Do Raisa is a shine on the postkin? That's not so Pashat. It's not like the formal classical Bishel. Everyone agrees there's an Isser Hana there. What about the Isser of Nevela? What about the Isser of Avram Achai? Are they automatically accompanied by an Isser Hana'a, by not being allowed to benefit from? Or is it, what's the standing assumption? So we saw yesterday, we saw on Shabbos, a machlokas uh, with, between Chizki and Rabbi Abahu. And their machlokas was uh, that Chizkiah says that, no, it's not a standing assumption. There's an Isser Achila, and unless otherwise noted, there's no Isser Hana'a. However, Rabbi Abahu says that it's always the case unless the exception is the other way. We're, our standing assumption is that when there's an Isra Achila, there's also an Isra Hana. That's our standing assumption. Okay, there are exceptions to the rule, but as a rule, the rule is that we assume that they both come in one. So do we say that the Isra Achila and Isra Hana are separate, or do we say that they're really one? That's the Chakira of yesterday. And today we're going to be piggybacking off of that, um, and we're going to just analyze a little bit the Mishnah that we started with yesterday, the Mishnah that gave us more Shitas in the Brisa. Uh, between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda, as to how they understood the pasuk about uh, about nevela. The pasuk says by a nevela that you can give it to a ger and you can sell it to a goy. And we spoke about some of the differences therein. So we're going to start. It's eight lines or so from the bottom chafal from the base. With that background, that'll hopefully help us to get to the bottom of chavbezim and base. About eight lines or so from the bottom there as well. Says the Gemara Bishlama. I understand. Says the Gemara of the Bryce that we learned yesterday. I understand the sheets of Rebbe Meir. Bishlamo, the Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Meir said that in regards to the Isra of Nevela, that where the Pasuk says, Echad ger ve'echad nachri bein b'mechira bein b'nesina, Rebbe Meir says that the Pasuk didn't mean to be overly specific. You can give the Nevela to a ger, either selling or giving, and the same is true by a nachri to sell or to give. Mid itzrich kra lemishra nevela behana'a, because the Torah had to explicate and say openly that yes, what are we saying here to Lemishra 
to allow for Hanah. What does that imply? That implies Hakol Isur and Sheva Torah. All the other Isurim in the Torah, Asurim Bein Be'achila Bein Be'ana. This supports Rabbi Avo's idea. This supports his Shita because we see from Rav Meir in that Brisa that there's a standing assumption. The inference from that Brisa is that there's a standing assumption that the Isra'chila and Isra'chana are two peas in a pod. They're one and the same. We assume that there's always an Isra'chana, a secondary Isra of Hana that applies to the primary Isra of Achila Ella. However, the Rabbi Huda, in that Brisa that we saw yesterday, Rabbi Huda's opinion doesn't fit within Rabbi Abba. Remember, Rabbi Abba is the one who says that the Isra Hana is automatic with the Isra Achila. Elo Rabbi Yehuda, three lines from the bottom, to Amar, Lidvarim Kichsavan Huda. So the Pasuk was just being explicit. The Pasuk said that yes, there's an Avela, you can give it to a Ger, but you can only sell it to a Nachri. If that's true, then uh, based on inferences from the Brisa from yesterday, Hakoli Surin Shabbatorim and Nale de Asurim Behanam. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's not clear that Rabbi Abba could be right. How would Rabbi Yehuda hold that the Isra Hana is automatic with the Isra of Achila? And to that, the Gemara presents another answer. The first answer we said was in the name of Rav Meir, and that's the Pasuk of Ger, of Nevela and Ger and Nachri. Here is another Pasuk. Last line of Daf Chafala from Beis says the Gemara, here is another Pasuk, Nafkalei. Um, where does Rabbi Yehuda, in, within the framework of Rabbi, of Rabbi Abba, where does Rabbi Yehuda say that we learn that the Isser of Hana'a, the secondary Isser, comes along with the primary Isser of Achila. You can throw it to the dogs. If you look at the full Pasuk here, what's the full Pasuk talking about? It says, The previous Pasuk was talking about Nevela. Now we're talking about a Trefa. A Trefa is an animal that has a, a whole variety of potential Isurim. Big, big Shiloh in the post game that this just came up uh, 10 years ago when it was found out that a lot of the cows that were used for specifically for milk production were getting these certain types of injections that was um, poking into a lining of the body that was halachically considered a trefa. So a virtual shechter from YU wouldn't drink milk because he said the animal's a trefa. Think about the implications of this. He's one of the post game for OU kosher. If it's true that the milk is mamish from a trefa, then the milk is a trefa. Something that comes from a trefa is a trefa. So he actually brought this child to Rabbi Yashiv. Uh, big, big tumult. Rabbi Yashiv didn't, uh, wasn't, didn't agree with it. I believe it's still the case that Herschel Schechter does not drink uh, milk from cows that he's not aware, that he's, that he's not otherwise aware of that they get these injections. They're a trefa. So this Pasuk is talking about a trefa. So it says the Gemara, that from a trefa, you can throw the meat to the dogs. Oh, so atamashlich lekelev, a trefa you can throw to animals. Viatamashlich lekelev koli surin shevatora. But all of the other ones you're not allowed to give. When you're giving it to the dog is, in other words, it's a form of hana. I get to feed my animals from this. That's wonderful. However, if that's true here, what's the inference? That it's not true everywhere else. Which means that by trefa we have an exception that you're allowed to that there's an iser hana. But in general, that's not true. And this is where Rabbi Yehuda, within the realm, within the camp of Rabbi Abo, that the Isra Hana and Isra Achila come together via Tamash Lakelev, Koli Surin Shabbat Torah. All other Isra in the Torah, absolutely not. There is still going to be an Isra Hana. So it says the Gemara, Reb Meir. Reb Meir, you already brought me a proof that, uh, that the Isra Hana and the Isra of Achila come together. So what do you do with this Pasuk by Trefa? Says the Gemara, you're right, but I have an answer. Oso atam the trefa you can give to a dog, namely that there is hana. You're allowed, you're allowed to benefit from the trefa. No, it's not to leave an inference that everywhere else across the boards that the iser hana and iser of 
and Isra of Achila come together, but to teach you about a specific case, just a specific case about Chulin Shanishka to Ba'azara, that in that case, specifically there, there is uh, the exception that there is no Isra, that there is an Isra Hana, but only there, but by other cases, but in general, uh, we would not say that. So, okay. So he gets out of the Pasuk. Says Gemara Ve'idach, what would Rabbi Huda say about uh, about this? What if, where do you learn Chulin Shanishka to Bazara that there is a status of uh, of Anisar Hanah there? Ve'idach, he says Chulin Shanishka to Bazara Lavdo Raisahi. Key Rashi here. Rashi adds in the words uh, or Rashi halfway down Chulin Shanishka to Bazara in regards to whether or not that it's the Asire There we say that that's not Do Raisa. So the way that Rabbi Huda gets out of this pasuk is says that that pasuk doesn't teach me anything about the Isser of Hana because there is no Isser Doraisa of Hana by Chulin Shanishcha Tuba Okay, so he gets out of that problem. We're five lines down on the top of Chav Bezim et al. We're going to ask a number of questions against the Shita of Rabbi Abahu. That what? Again, Rabbi Abahu holds two peas in a pod that the Isser of Achila and Isser of Hana, they naturally go together unless otherwise noted. So we're going to go through a whole bunch of sugyas now about Gidhanashe. We're going to speak about Dam. We're going to speak about Avram Inachai. And we're going to speak about Shor Haniskal. All of these are Shas cases where they seem to break Rabbi Abahu's rule. Let's get started. Five lines down. Chaf Bezimadal. Masiv. Masiv, always a language of contradiction from the Tanoim. Masiv Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. Beharei Gidhanashe. We know the sciatic nerve. Gidhanashe de Rachmana Omar. The Torah says, Al Kain, Lo Yochlu Bene Israel as Gid Hanoshe, as Gid Hanoshe, that you're not allowed to eat the Gid Hanoshe. That's what the Pasuk says. Vitznan. What does the Mishnah say on that Pasuk? The Mishnah says, Sholeach Adam Yerech Lenachri, the Gid Hanoshe Besocho, Mibne Shemakomo Nikar. You're allowed to give them over to other people, to give them to a Nachri. What does that show you? That shows you that there's no Isser Hanah, because I can give it to somebody else. If there's an Isser Hanah, there's nothing you can do with it. So when we were in Smicha, we went to a Shlacht house, we saw this, and it was an Arab-owned slaughterhouse. And there was a prim little Yemenite shochet. He did all the shechitas there. They would cut the animal, obviously after shechitas, they'd cut the animal toward the back end. The back hind legs went to the Arabs and the front half went to, this was their partnership because we, technically there's a sif in Shulchan Aruch called Nikur Hagid V'achelev. There is halachically a way to remove the sciatic nerve, which is Nisar Zaraisa for us. Technically speaking, it's possible. It's very complicated. It's just honestly easier to just sell the back half of the animal, which is what basically was the deal there. So that's what happened there. So they can eat the, the goyim. A goy doesn't have a din by Gid Anasha. They're allowed to eat it. So anyways, here is that it's based on this Gemara, that Lenachri, the Gid Anasha B'Socho, Nikar. So what's Rabbi Abba going to do? You said, Rabbi Abo, that Yisr Hanan, Yisr Achila, they always come together. What about Kiran Asher? Answers the Gemara, 10 lines down. Kasav Rabbi Abo, Kishehutra Nevela, that when the Torah gave us a heter by Nevela, included in the leniency of Nevela, that there is no Yisr Hanan, he v'chelba v'gida hutra. There were three things that were nitar, three things that were made aloud, when the Nevela was said to not have an Isser Hana, it was the Nevela itself. There's no Isser Hana there. That was the Pasuk that we learned in the Brai of Meir of Yehuda, that you can either give it to a Ger or sell it to a Goy, the Machloka said yesterday. Um, or there's this shot right here. What does this say on that Pasuk over there? That the, the Gid Hanash is included. Says so Gemara, oh, all right, let's, let's entertain that possibility. Hanicha. Rabbi Abba, I'll entertain that option. Hanicha, I could understand what you're saying. Lamanda Omar, yesh begidin beno Tam. I will agree with you that the Torah exempted Gid Hanashe according to those who say that the Gid has no Saint Tom, that it actually has a positive flavor. 
we're already touching a major idea in halacha of what the flavor does for halacha. For example, let's say that um, you have a spoon that you used for meat, hot meat, and it's been 26 hours, right? And now you use it for macaroni and cheese. We assume that any flavors, any blios, as they refer to in halacha, that those blios in the spoon from the meat are no same tam gum. They don't ruin, they don't ruin the macaroni and cheese. They're fine. Because after 24 hours, what's called a ben yomo, when it's eno ben yomo, and it's no longer within the 24 hours, then the flavors that come out are bad. What about a gid hanasha? Says Gemara, Rabbi Abo, I understand what you're saying, that the gid hanasha might have been precluded from the Isra hana if you say yesh begidin beno saint tam, that the gid has a, a flavor that, that is somewhat positive. But according to the one who holds at the gid, that the sciatica nerve, the sciatic nerve doesn't have a good time, Michael Lemaymar, how can you say it was exempted from the Pasuk when, as Rashi writes here, that it's Ke'it Be'alma? It's like eating wood. There's no Easter for eating wood. There's not, nothing. So what is this talking about, Bichlal? Because there is an Easter derives of eating, of eating the Gid Anoshe. So let's look at some context here. Man shamasle de Amar ein begidin benosein tam. Let's get some context on the Shita of what it means, ein begidin benosein tam. Let's see what this means. Reb Shimon. The answer is that Reb Shimon is the one who says, ein begidin benosein tam, that there's no flavor to the Gid, to the gid Hanoshe. And what does he mean there? De Tanya, the Brysa writes, ha'ochel migid Hanoshe shel behema temeya. Not a behemoth or not a kosher animal. We have a behemoth tmeya. Let's say you have a chazer. We have a behemoth tmeya. It's not a kosher animal from the get-go. So what about gid hanashe in an animal that's tummy? Says the Gemara Machlok has tanoim. Rabbi Yehuda Mechaev Shtaim. You violate two isurim when you eat the gid hanashe of a tummy animal. You violate the isur of gid hanashe and you violate the animal of eating chazer. You violate the isur of eating chazer. Two different isurim. What does Reb Shimon say? Reb Shimon Poter. Wild idea. Rabbi Shimon says you're exempt on all counts. From Gid Hanoshe, you're not Chayv at all. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is uh, three-fourths of the way down, about 10 lines into the wide lines. Dibur Hamaskal for Shimon Poter. For Shimon Poter, Legamre, Mi Behemetmeya. Potter. Why are you Potter? Dikasavar, Ein Begidin Benosein Tam Basar. Umigidnami Potter. You're not only Potter from the meat, because there's no meat aspect to the Gid, because it doesn't have any positive flavor. And from Gid Anoshe too, you're exempt. I, but you ate a Gid Anoshe. What about the Pasuk in the Torah that you can't eat Gid Anoshe? Says Rashi, explaining Rav Shimon, it doesn't apply by Behemotmeya. Says Rashi, When the Torah warned us about the Isra of eating Gid Anoshe, that's Hecha de Besara Motor, Tahora. When do we have an Isra of Gid Anoshe? That's only true in the animals, a Tahor animal, a goat. A regular normal animal that we eat, but a behemotmeya? No, there's no iser there. By the way, we have the same din by Basar Bechalav. The iser de Orisa of Basar Bechalav doesn't exist with the behemotmeya. If you take milk and you boil it with pig fat, it's usher to eat it because of the pig fat, but there's no iser of Basar Bechalav because the iser of Basar Bechalav is not when the animal is a tome. Same is true by Gidanoshe. So the Rib Shimon that we're talking about here back in the Gemara says the Gemara, Rib Shimon Poter, he exempts a person from eating the Gid Hanash of on both counts. When you eat the Gid Hanash of it has no flavor, so you didn't violate anything. What about the Gid itself? Why aren't you violating the Yisrael Gid Because the animals of Behemotmeah. Continues the Gemara, Rib Shimon Hachanami Dosser Bano. But here in our case, by Torah, he would agree that there's an Yisrael Hanah. Absolutely he would. Titania, the Brysa writes, 
Gid Hanashem, a regular Gid Hanashem, an animal that's Tahor, Mutter Behana, Dibri Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says that it's Mutter Behana, but Rabbi Shimon Oser. And Rabbi Shimon says, no, there still is an Isser de Oraisa, even though it's Eno no St. Tom. Even though he holds Ain't Begidim no St. Tom, even though there's no flavor, it's Kais Baalma. But when that Gid is part of a Tahor animal, then there's an Isser, an Isser Hana, not only Isser Achila, but an Isser Hana in that. So that says the Gemara. We, we said Rabbi Abo wanted to say Gid Anasha was exempt. Uh, don't worry about it, everything's fine. What would you say about the one who says Ain Begid no St. Tom? That's Rabbi Shimon, who says that when it comes to a Behemoth Tahora, that there is still an Isser Hana. Next, so you two thirds of the way down, next part of the Sugya, I should say. What about blood? We know that blood is not allowed to be eaten. We spent some time talking about that in the previous half of this parak. In regards to blood, the Torah said about blood, you're not allowed to eat any blood. What did we say about this? These two different types of blood. The Rishonim pointed out from two different types of korbanos. There was blood from two different types of korbanos that were misarvin be'ama. They would join together in this piping system that was underneath the uh, the Mizbeach. And the Yotzin Lenachal Kidron, this was the Nachal I meant to tell Rabari about this. This is the name of the Nachal that surrounded Yerushal, that surrounded the uh, the Makom HaMikdash, where they may, might have walked the animals through, which we were discussing a couple of days ago, where the needle, how did the needle make the animal tummy without a machshir? So they said they walked into a river, it was a Nachal Kidron. Anyways, the blood was leaving the, the Mikdash through these through the piping system into Nachal Kidron. Vinim Karen Liganonim. They could sell it to people who were gardeners and they could use it lizabel, as manure to just fertilize the ground. Umoal Limbo, they had Moal Limbo as a side din. It's just a part of this, uh, it's a part of this discussion, part of this mission, which means that they had to do uh, some type of pigeon, they had to change out, otherwise it could be me'ila, because you're not allowed to use a korban for the wrong thing, so they had to swap out the money. But what is certainly the case here? The name Karan Leganan and Lezavel. That means that there's no Isser Hana. Again, Rabbi Abo, you said that the Isser Hana is always tied to the Isser Achila. Well, what about Dam? We see that the blood from the Mikdash, from a korban chatas, you're not allowed to use that blood. Well, the Mishnah says you are. Kashan Rabbi Abahu. You said the Yisra'na always comes with the Yisra'chila. No, it doesn't. Says the Gemara. Shiny dam with the Iskash Lamayim. You're right. But my general rule still stands. My general rule is that the Yisra'na always comes along with the Yisra'chila. But dam is the exception to the rule. Why? Because dam is compared to water. We already saw this once a couple of blood ago. We'll see that again on the top of the Amud. But here, let's see version one of uh, how blood is compared to water. That's what the Pasuk said, you cannot eat it. And it spills on the ground like water. Just like by water, there would not be an Iser Hana'a when it was used for something special. So to hear Avdam Mutter, because the Pasuk was Iskash Ladam, the Dam and Mayim are similar. So whatever the din is by water, the same is going to be true by blood. But says Rabbi Abo, don't worry, don't ask me from blood. I'm still good on the Dam question because what's my general rule that two peas in a pod, the Isser Hana and the Isser Achila always come together? Dam is the exception to the rule, but my rule still stands. Says the Gemara, Ve'ema, what? Maybe you're wrong, Rabbi Abo. Ve'ema kemaim hamis naskim al gabi amizbeach. Maybe the water being referred to in the Pasuk here is talking about Nisu Hamayim. From which you're not allowed to get Hanamehechatesi, that the blood that's being compared to water is water that you can get Hana from. Who says? Maybe it's the Nisu Chamayim water, and therefore you have nothing to, to argue from. It's like most water. Most water isn't used for Nisu Chamizbeach. It's just not, not what it's for. We're going with the rove. Says the Gemara Mehechatesi, Midi Rov Mayim Ksi. Does it say most water? Strange question, by the way, because we always follow the rove. Called the Parish Miruba Parish, so it's a strange Havamina. 
but it was strong enough to reject this answer from Rabbi Abo. So he pivots and he gives another answer. He says, Ella, you're right. Ella Amaravashi, well, he doesn't, but later uh, the uh, Amoraim explained for him. The diuk from the Pasuk is, how is the water compared to the blood? It's like water that is spilled and not like water that is used on the Mizbeach. Okay, Rabbi Abo, but I'll still push back and say maybe that that the Nishpachin, maybe the poured water was used for Avodah Zara, and there's for sure this or Hanna by Avodah Zara. You're not allowed to get benefit from Avodah Zara. Says the Gemara, nope. Hasam Nami, the language is not right. Hasam Nami, by Avodazar, the language is also Nisuch Ikri. The language would also be about Nisuch, and it would, and therefore the language of Nishbachan is incorrect, and therefore his argument stands. And therefore the Gemara says that the argument still stands. Very good. Returning to the top of Davchav Beis, Amad Beis. Now we've been talking up until now about Rabbi Abahu. Rabbi Abahu was the one who's been saying throughout, and he's managed to uphold his shita so far, that whenever there's an Isra Achila, we have an assumed Isra Hana, unless otherwise noted. Good. What about Chizkiah? Ule Chizkiah, remember what Chizkiah said. Chizkiah said that only the Achila, Isra Achila is present until we need to have an Isra Hana, which is then presented by the Torah. But then if that's true, so then The way that Rabbi Abo explained the comparison of water to blood was specifically to ensure that we know that blood's an exception to the rule. But that doesn't, that doesn't work for, for Chizkiah, because Chizkiah's rule is the opposite. Rabbi Abou's rule was that there are two peas in a pod, the Yisra Hanon and the Yisra Achila. So then that means that the comparison of Dam to Mayim has to be different for Chizkiah, because it was an exception to the rule for Rabbi Abou. So says the Gemara, how does Chizkiah view the comparison of Dam to Mayim? Lichid Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba. Second line, Davchav Beis Mepes. Just like what we saw a number of blood ago. We spoke about this a while ago. Liquids are uh, of great assistance in transferring tuma from one solid item to another. So let's say that I had two solid items. This is a piece of meat and this is a piece of meat. This one's tame and this one's tahor. If they touch each other all day, you're good to go. Any liquid between them of the Yad Shachatam, one of the seven liquids that are machshir, that are used to transfer tuma, then the tuma instantly transfers. So says the Gemara, um, what, what would Chizkiah say to Rabbi Abo? You learned the whole Gemara wrong, that the whole comparison from Dam to Mayim has nothing to do with, with, with Heser Hana. It has to do with what we were talking about five blot ago, which is whether or not Dam is a machshir. Let's see what the Gemara says. And what was the Pasuk that was used by Rabbi Abo? This one, Shneemar, fourth line. What does the Pasuk mean? How does Chizkiah view this Pasuk? Not like we saw on the bottom of the previous Amud that Dam is like water. And really, my normal rule, says Rabbi Abo, is that there are two peas in a pot, Isra Hanan, Isra but this is an exception. No, you learned it wrong. This Pasuk is not talking about this. This is talking about something totally different. It's only speaking about whether or not the liquid, the blood of, of Dam during the Shechit of Akachim would function as a Machshir. And says the Gemara, She'eno Machshir. What's the Pasuk? What's the Drasha? Fifth line. Blood that spills like water, that's the blood that's machshir. But that's not the, the blood that actually is part of the shechita that we're talking about, because the initial thrust of the bleeding was taken care of in the following way. But the blood that's it doesn't spill like water. Why not? Because by kachim, we collect the blood for zrika. So if you're collecting the blood for zrika, that blood cannot function as a medium to transfer tuma. 
So that we threw the question at Chizkiah, oh, what are you going to do? Your whole sheet is shot because we just used this Pasuk for Rabbi Abba. He's like, what are you talking about? Five blood ago, we learned the Drusha this way. And how do we learn the Drusha? That this Pasuk is talking about being machshir liquids or not being machshir liquids. And therefore, he gets out of the question, no problem. And he says at the end, and therefore he's good to go. And each of their opinions stand. Let's try yet another sigya. Two more sigyas for the night. Says the Gemara, we know that we're not allowed to eat from an animal that is still alive. Um, what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says, you're not allowed to eat the nefesh im habasar while the animal is still alive. It's not allowed to be eaten. Vitanya, the Brisa writes on that pasuk. Rabbi Nasan Omer minayin shelo yoshit adam kos yain lenazir. Deiver minachai lebnei noach. I mentioned this on Shabbos. What about the famous gemara of Odazar davav? How do you know that you're not allowed to extend a cup of wine to a nazir? Right, a, a nazir is someone who's made a commitment on himself. One of the limitations that he has is that he's not allowed to consume anything from grapes, even mishras, even a tiny amount. He's not allowed. How do I know I'm not allowed to give that to him? And as well as a second example, the Abraham Minachai Noach. How do I know that I also can't extend Abraham Minachai, which is one of the seven mitzvahs Bnei Noach? How do I know I can't give that to a Ben Noach? Talmud Lomar Relief makes the Gemara a beautiful deal from Davav and Avodah Zar. What does the Gemara say? Halaklav Shari. Who am I not allowed to give it to? Only to people for whom it's usher. So I can't give a goy Eber Minachai. That's Livnei Eber Lositein Nechshol. But I can give it to a dog. Namely, I'm allowed to get Hanoah from it. So what do we see? An Isser in the Torah of Eber Minachai. And yet, it doesn't seem to have the Isser Hanoah tethered to it. Why not, Rabbi Abo? If you hold that it's natural, it's the way the Torah works, that every time we have an Isser Achille, we have an Isser Hanoah, why not by Eber Minachai? We see that it's mutter to give to dogs. So that means that there's no Eser Hana by, by uh, Eber Minachai. Answers the Gemara, shiny Eber Minachai, the Iskash Ladav. Rabbi Abba is going to stand strong. He's got his heels dug in. This is different. Why? Because Eber Minachai is connected to a halacha about Dam. And what Rabbi Abba say about Dam, that was his drush on the bottom of Chav Bezim and Aleph, that blood is an exception to the rule where there is no Eser Hana. What's the comparison? Dechsiv, the Pasuk says, we're about 10 lines down, the Pasuk says, So a comparison between Pesukim, very good. Well, remember what Chizkiah is doing. Chizkiah is on the other side of the coin. Chizkiah says that I don't need a Pasuk to exempt Hanah because they're, they're always separate, the Yisra Hanah and the Yisra Achila. So says the Gemara, what does Chizkiah do with the Drasha? What's the comparison for? Says the Gemara, you, there is a comparison, but it's in the other direction. Omar Lach, what would Chizkiah say that is the need for the comparison? We're learning the other direction. Even blood from a live animal is Aser. What blood is this? Says the Gemara that even immediately after the Shechita, is that considered death of the animal? Yes or no? Well, he's not going to live anymore. It's a question of time until he... what. Let's ask the question in medical terms. What's the clinical death of, uh, of a shechita? Is it when the knife severs the cut in the veshet? So in the post game, fascinating conflict in halacha. The way that it plays out is that by a nachri, by a goy, so according, this is how, how it would play out. We don't end up passing this way. But one havamina here is that for a goy, aver minachai ends at shechita. But by a yid, it doesn't end until pirchus ends, until the body uh, stops shaking. And I've seen this before. It's 
terribly unnerving that after shechita, the animal will just move around because of just the nerve system is still functioning to some degree up to a minute. The animal's not alive. I mean, whatever alive is not, but they're moving around. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's what, we have that phrase. It's psikresha, psikresha for low yomus. We use it in Hilchos Shabbos all the time. So it's not kishmak to watch. But there are some poskim who highlight distinction that how could a goy have a heter during the sixty seconds of pirchus? The goy is allowed to take every minachai, but a yid would be. How could you have a scenario where there's a heter for a goy and an iser for a Jew? Okay, it's a stamashayla. But anyways, this is what the Gemara is saying here, that the blood that exits during the actual shechita is still considered part of the iser, and that's how he would answer the question. And that brings us to the final sugya of Shor Haniskal, but you had a question. Yes? Can you give me that or ask me if it's possible that it's mutter for a Jew? No. I think so. Why? But it's no, mutter for the goy. No, 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 How no, could there be a heter, no, an no. iser for a goy? No, that is the color. The Rambam writes this expri- explicitly that, um, what's the language there? He writes, um, it's a very it, playful it, language. What? How could there be a heter for a goy while it's usher for a Jew? That's how the Rambam phrases it. That's what we have, right? So what would happen here during Pirchus is that it's mutter for the goy and usher for the Jew until Pirchus ends. Mi'ikamidi, that's the language of the Roman. Mi'ikamidi de legoi shari uli Yisrael aser. That, that's a chiddush. No? I think he said the opposite. Oh. No. Okay. I don't think so. It could be. That's how the Rambam phrases it. Actually, I wrote a whole share on this because... What? What? Mi'ikamidi? No, no, no. It's not original. No, but he uses it... Um, in another frame, it comes up no, as to whether or not. No, he, he, the Rambam was discussing this principle in another area, which is that according to some poskim, eggs may uh, may actually halachically not be kosher. I gave a share about this six six years ago, seven years ago in the old building. Whatever, I have a well, we discussed it another time. Okay, uh, yeah, but that's how the that's how the Gemara would seem to be assuming that pirchus is the death point halachically for a Jew. Then Abraham and Achai is longer for us. The extension of Isra is until the animal stops moving, whereas the guy can eat earlier. And it's just rare that we would have such a scenario where for a guy it would be mutter and for a yid it would be yasser. Anyways, the Gemara talks about Shor Niskal. Let's get into this last sugya. This will take us until 10 lines to the bottom of the page, give or take. Vahare, we're one third of the way down. Shor Haniskal. Shor Haniskal is an animal that uh, is due to be stoned because it's violent. It could be a Shor Hamua. We'll learn about this in the Bavas. Shor Haniskal, Rachmana Amar. What does the Torah say about this animal? The Torah says, I'll read the whole Pasuk. The Pasuk says, V'chiyigach Shor es ish o es ishavames. If uh, an animal uh, gores a man or a woman and that person dies, the animal needs to be stoned. And then here's our, our quote in the Gemara, and you cannot eat that animal's flesh. Okay, good. So let's get back to the Gemara. It says, that after he kills, after he gores, the Torah says, what does the, the Pasuk say? Once the Torah says that you have to stone this animal, I already know this animal's usher to eat. Therefore, what does the words mean? If you're stoning the animal, it can't be mutter to eat. So that's not how we, we don't eat animals like that. That's called nechira. If you take the way that they, in, in modern uh, non-Jewish uh, slaughterhouses, they kill the animals very quickly by putting a beam right into the brainstem, the animal dies very, very quickly. But it's Nechira, that animal, that's like hunting. You're not allowed to eat an animal that you've hunted. That's not, a, not appropriate. Hunting might be us or entirely anyways. Might be us or derisa, discussion in the post game. If I already know that the animal is not edible, then why does it say lo yechel? That if 
after the Gemar din that the animal needs to be stoned, but then it was slaughtered properly during that time. So they go to Bayesden, someone, a man or woman gets killed. They say it's uh, the shore that belongs to the neighbor and they come, they come up with a din, the animal needs to be stoned. But before the animal gets to be stoned, they shech the animal kiroi, perfect shechita. But the animal has a din of skila. So it says the Gemara that dino uh, you're not allowed to eat that animal. Maybe I would have thought that it's only true. How do I know that there's an iser hana? That the bal hashor is naki. What does that mean? My mashma. What does that mean? Shimon ben Zama Omer ke'adam she'omer lechaveru yatsa ploni naki minachasa. This person was totally cleaned out. Bein lo behem hana shelklum. Nothing at all. The person is totally scot-free. Taima tekasa bubal hashor naki. The reason why he has an iser hana is because it says bubal hashor naki. The melo yechel. Had it only said lo yechel, then what would I have thought? Iser achila mashma. Iser hana lo mashma. Kash and Rabbi Abo yet again. By Shoran Niska, we have a Pasuk that seems to exclude the Isr Hana, which means that if you're giving me a Pasuk to tell me that there's no Isr Hana here, then, I'm sorry, you're giving me a Pasuk to say that there is an Isr Hana here, then what's the inference? That when there is no Pasuk, that there's no Isr Hana. Kash and Rabbi says, no, Lo'olam, really, that's not true. Lo'olam, when the Pasuk says, Lo Yechel, Isr Achilam, Really, it does imply both. Right, what does the Pasuk mean? What does it mean when it adds the Pasuk? says To teach us a separate din about the leather, about the skin of the animal. And I need to make this distinction. Why do I need to make this distinction? I might have thought that when the Pasuk said, it was being very specific. Only the flesh is what you're not allowed to eat. The sorrow in Orolo. Kamash Malanda, that's not true, that the same status that applies to one applies to the other. There are some Tanoim who use this Pasuk of Lo Yechel and Ubala Shornaki, they use them for other things, the Chati Kofer, for what type of punishment the animal is supposed to get, Ulid Vlados, and as to whether or not the, the person has to pay for the cost of. Uh, had the, you know, for the Vlados, for children that were killed. So Hanas Oro Minole, where would they then learn this out from? If Balashor Naki is not available for, to make this drusha the way we did here, where do they learn out the halacha about the, about the skins? Says Gemara, Nafka Luhumi Es Bisaro. Es Hatafil Bisaro, the drusha from the word Es. What does that mean? The word Es was darshan. Do we know many times over, according to some, we're going to see a famous Gemara in just a moment. The Idach. What, what about the other Shita? So they, are, they don't darshan the word Es. Es Lo Darish. Famous Gemara right now, famous Brisa. Kiditanya Shimon Ha'amsuni. Ha'amsuni. This person, either Shimon or Nehemiah Ha'amsuni, Hayadoresh Kol Esim Shabatora. Reishis Barlakim Esa Shamayim Esars. There's two in the first Pasuk. How did he darshan all of those? Every one he had a drasha for. Kevan Sheigil Esa Shemelo Kecha Tira. Once he got to the Pasuk that says we're supposed to have Yira Shamayim Piresh, he instantly stopped himself from darshaning Esim because he couldn't fathom what else there was other than Yerashamayim. What can I possibly be darshaning other than so he stopped darshaning all the Essen. So his Talmidim said to him, you've gone through most of the whole Torah. You've darshaned every Essen in the Torah. You can't come up with Pshad in this one. What's going to be? You're just going to stop? So famous line. The famous rule of you need to know when to stop. And he was darshaning all the esim in the Torah until he reached a point where he realized he couldn't darshan all the esim in the Torah. So he's like, 
He's like, there's just, I have integrity. I can't continue because there's no answer to this question. Until one of his students looked back at him and said, the fact that you don't know how to darshan this question makes me want to say the following. You. And that's how some of the portion explained this Gemara. He's looking up at his Rebbe. He's like, now I know what it means to have a Rebbe. And now I know that there's an element of Yira that we're supposed to have by a Rebbe that is not similar, quote unquote, to a Kaddish Baruch. It's obviously very different. But that, that, that's what S means, that there's a din that you're supposed to have a Yira for your Rebbe. And that's what Rebbe Akiva saw when his Rebbe wasn't even willing to darshan this Hashem Elokechat Yira because it's too close to a Kaddish Baruch. The, then the Talmud looks at his Rebbe. He's like, the word S means I have to fear you. I have to have a Euro for my Rebbe. We'll stop here and pick up from the Hare Orla um, for Dav Chav Gimel. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Bruchem to you.